our guest. We appreciate you being here today. We want you to know that you are welcome here, and we're glad that you stopped by and are part of our assembly. And if you are from out of town and you've stopped by as our guest today, uh, anytime you come back through our area, make sure you stop by and see us. And maybe you're from our area and you are a guest today. We want you to know that you are welcome, and anytime that you have the chance and want to, please come back and be a part of our assembly. We'd be glad that you uh, would share some time with us. Good to be with family. Nice to be around people who are trying to serve their Lord, and I appreciate your example to me and for me and for others, and I hope that together we will just do our best to be what God wants us to be and live a life that is committed and dedicated to Him. And this morning we gathered to talk about that and talk about our life in Christ and talk about trying to serve Him. And this morning, I just want to encourage you to, uh, you know, think about those things, think about who we are and who we're trying to serve, and, and to know also that God doesn't expect perfection from us. As a matter of fact, the story of the Bible is, is our imperfection and how that Christ has given His life on the cross as a sacrifice for that imperfection, for our sins, for, our, for us falling short. And yet, he loved us so much that He gave everything for us, including Christ's life upon the cross, so that you and I could have the forgiveness of sins. That is a wonderful message and wonderful news. Amen? Something we live for, something we think about every day. And I hope this morning that, uh, brothers and sisters, that that's what we're thinking about every day of our life. It changes who we are, doesn't it? Changes the way we act, changes the, th the way we handle ourselves at our workplace or, or when we meet people, or, and especially, it changes the way that we handle adversity and when things go wrong and when things aren't so, uh, you know, they treat, people treat us rudely or whatever. It changes that because we want to have the attitude that Christ wants us to have in all situations. And because of that, it's just, uh, it's just it's a life change. It's, it's who we are all the time. So this morning, I get together with brothers and sisters who are trying to do that, trying to live for their Lord. And this morning, I just want to encourage all of us to be what God wants us to be every day. Now, this morning, the particular lesson I'd like to talk about is the idea of dealing with doubts. Dealing with doubts. And of course, if you're going to talk about doubts, we've got to start by talking about whom? Who was it? Thomas, of course, right? Because we call him what? Doubting time. Isn't that interesting? Now, this course is found over in John chapter 20. And, and if you remember here, Jesus has uh, risen from the grave, and he's actually appeared to the other uh, apostles. And uh, this is what happens when Thomas comes. Now, Thomas, one of the twelve, wasn't with them when Jesus, when, when the, uh, uh, with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, Guess what? We have seen the Lord. Now, Thomas says, all right, hey, unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, <clears throat> I'm not going to believe that. This was an amazing thing that happened, all right? And now this, this morning, as, we, as you think about Thomas, there's a couple of things that I want to say. And, and of course, every time I read this, I want to say to everyone, don't miss one meeting, right? <laughs> you miss a meeting, Jesus might be there, and oh, man, I missed it. Okay, don't miss a meeting. That's a joke. I'm just, you know, just, just sharing that with you. But the idea is, you know, he missed the meeting, and Jesus came, and, and so don't ever miss a meeting. Okay. But there's some things about Thomas that I've, that I've thought about. First of all, what really comes to my mind is, doubting Thomas, who would not have said the same thing. He wouldn't doubt. He was just a normal person. 
And he was saying, wait a minute. Do you have told me something that is extraordinary, that is amazing, that is beyond my comprehension? You have said that someone has risen from the grave and come and talked to you. Uh, okay. Now, I understand that when, when we say doubt, that there's a lot of confusion about that because most of the time, uh, you know, uh, some of my golfing buddies might say, hey, I shot par golf. I really doubt that. <laughs> what I'm saying is not that I have some uh, apprehension. I'm saying there is no way I don't believe it, <laughs> okay? I mean, there's a difference, right? Because if I say I doubt that, you know, I, I think too many times what we hear people say is, I don't believe that at all, right? But when they say, I, I doubt it. Well, there's a difference, isn't there? Because if I say, I doubt that, what I'm saying is, now wait a minute. I'm not sure I'm going to go to the point that I say, I believe that wholeheartedly. I'm going to put that inside of me, okay? We're just saying there's, there's apprehension. There's something that holds me back to say, okay, I've got it completely, all right? So, but if we say, I don't believe it, then we're saying, no, no, it's, it's out. We don't, it's, it's not part of our, our belief system. We, we've rejected that. But if we say we doubt it, we say, okay, I'm not rejecting it. I'm just saying there's some things I don't understand about it, some things that keep me from saying I'm going to give myself to this belief completely. There's some doubts, okay? And so I think as I look at Thomas, not only was he normal, but I think he was pretty healthy. Because what he said was, unless I see it, and touch it, in other words, unless I have some proof of this thing, unless I have some way that I can make up my mind and be convinced, I'm going to hold back and say, I doubt that. I'm, I'm not going to give myself to believing that completely because I'm going to have to have some evidence. Now, we're going to talk about this more as I go through the lesson this morning, but I think that's a very healthy way to look at our belief in God. I think it's a very healthy way. I don't want to have some kind of belief that just says, you said it, so therefore I believe it. I don't want to have that because it could be that you, not hurting your feelings here, but you could be wrong. All right? So therefore, there has to be more to my belief than just somebody saying it was so, or in this particular case, there's disciples, there's people that are, I mean, he's been with them a while, Thomas has, he knows them, and he would have confidence in them, I assume. I mean, in other words, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't around him, but I would think he would look at, the, look at those other disciples and say, you know, they haven't lied to me. They're usually pretty honest. They usually say things that, that I can believe. And so therefore, when they say we have seen Christ, I'm going to hold back because I need some proof. I need to say, is it true? Is it real? Is it something that I can really say this really happened? Family, I love all of you. You are uh, those of you that come here all the time. You're 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 part of me, all right, and I'm part of you. And and together we struggle to serve our Lord. And I I trust you. And I have uh, been around most of you for years and years. And I, and 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 you've not lied to me. You've not been deceptive. But just because you tell me something is the case, I'm not going to just give my life to it. Okay. I'm not just going to say, yes, I believe it because you say it. And this morning, I would like to encourage you to do that for the things that I say. I'm not going to believe them just because Rick maybe gets up on a Sunday morning and says them. 
There has to be more to it than that. And this morning, that's what I'd like to address. Okay, there's several things about doubts this morning uh, that I would just like to to throw out there because I think for the most part, uh, we're kind of apprehensive when we talk about doubts. But the first thing I'd like you to know is everybody deals with doubts. Everybody deals with doubts. Some of you older Christians, would you say amen to that? Everybody deals with doubts? Okay. The reason that's important is because you know there's a lot of younger Christians that think these guys have got it all figured out. They never have any questions in their mind. They know they have it and then they never doubt it. Not the case. Everybody deals with doubts. Now, the real thing about this is that Jesus isn't done with you just because you have some doubts. Now, a matter of fact, if everybody does it, I mean, I'm thinking... Well, I mean, it's the only kind of believer there is, is the one that de- deals with this idea of, wait a minute, is this right? Is this true? Does God really do this? Does God really exist? I mean, I guess there would be one that we would go to immediately. Does God really exist? And if he does, does he do this? Or does he handle things in this way? Or does God want me to do this or not do this? Is it true what I read about different things in the Bible? Does God really mean that for all eternity, for everybody, everywhere? Or is there some different things that... You see what I'm saying? Everybody deals with these questions, these things that come up in their mind. It's the only kind of believer there is. We're all like that. Okay, now, I say that, and I'm just going to point back to not just Thomas, but what about Peter? You remember what Peter did, right? I mean, here's the situation where you could really show your faith. How about walking on the water? You guys remember that story? And Peter walks on water. How's that work for any of you guys? You can't do that. It's impossible. It's something that cannot happen. And even today, I can hear in many of you, as you read this particular story, and you think about Peter walking on the water, you say, I kind of doubt that, right? In other words, there's this thing that comes to mind, wait a minute. Now, if we believe what the Bible says, then we don't have to doubt that, right? Peter, I mean, he walked at least for a little while, and then he started to fall. And you remember what Jesus says. He says, Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him when he started to fall, and he says, you have little faith, why did you doubt? Don't doubt me, come on. Look, Look at what I can do. Look at what I have done, right? Those are the words that I'd like you to see. First of all, though, I want you to know that doubt happens to everybody it's just part of it now i want to say about that though two points first one is this one doubt is not the opposite of belief you guys agree with that just because you doubt something doesn't mean you don't believe something in other words if you're working with some questions about it doesn't mean you're rejecting it and saying it's not true you're just saying there's some things i need to know about this there's some research that needs to be done there's some things that need to happen in my life and in my study in which i can decide yes this is it completely so doubt is not the opposite of belief unbelief is the opposite of belief i don't believe it i reject it i say it's not true that is the opposite of belief Doubting something, have questions about something, doesn't mean you're saying, I don't believe it at all. It just means you're saying, I I need to work through this. I need to understand it. I need to see it, touch it. Going back to what Thomas said. I need to see if this is correct or not. That is, in my opinion, the only healthy way to handle doubts. Deal with them. And I'll talk more about that uh, in just a minute. All right. Here's some lies I need you to know about doubts, though. Okay? Uh, First of all, 
The first one is real Christians don't have doubts. That's a lie. All Christians. I mean, it's, it's, what is a fake? I mean, I guess you could say there's a fake Christian, but we can't really put those two words together, can we? Oxymorons, fake Christians. No, they're either Christians or they're not Christians. So, but my point is this, all right? Th- that's a lie. Real Christians, every child of God wants to know, and they need to know, and they need to decide, and they need to work through it, and they need to, the, to do the research, and they need to, to study it, and they need to look at it, and they need to decide one way or the other, right? But one of the lies is that real Christians don't have doubts. The second lie I thought about was the doubts must be kept secret. Family, that is dangerous, and it's very unhealthy. But what happens is, is that we get this idea that, that doubts are fatal to your faith. And so because we have these, these lies about doubts, I mean, let's face it, most people aren't going to tell you about a doubt. Their de- a brother or sister, not, they're not going to come up to you and say, listen, I'm, not, I'm wondering if this is true or not. I wonder if this is real or not. I, most people aren't going to do that. Because what they think you'll hear is, I don't believe this, I'm rejecting this, I don't think it's true. And that's, I mean, we, I'm just going to be honest with you, family. It's, it's almost like we, we can't handle that. We can't handle if someone says, uh, puts this challenge to our faith and says, I don't know if it's real or not, or I don't know if this is true, or this part of the Bible is correct, or this. I mean, when we hear stuff like that, it's almost like we want to reject it and say, no, you can't talk like that. You know, and we think that all of a sudden you're going to be lightning bolts. Ah! No, it's, that's not the way it is at all. Here's the deal. If everybody's dealing with it, why don't we talk about it? Why don't we just get together and say, hey, there's some doubts about this, and I, let's study about it, and let's see what it says, and let's see what we can do about this idea, and then find out if it's true or not. But instead, what we do is we cover them up, and we hide them, and we hold them inside, and we just we don't do anything about it. And this morning, that's doubts. Here, one of those lies is that we keep it to ourselves. That to have them is, is a fatal thing. Here's another lie about, about doubts, is that ignore them and they'll go away. What I found is that is not only untrue, but it's also, mm, could be, anyway, I'll just put it that way, it could be detrimental to your relationship with God. If you try to hold in those doubts and not share them, not talk about them, not face them, not deal with them, that could be very dangerous. Because you can totally destroy your faith if you let those things stay there. Deal with them. All right? Now, I know that for a lot of people, the idea of being a Christian is kind of a halfway thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm not saying anybody in this building, I hope there's no one who here who is, who is living like that. Oh, Christianity's okay, but, you know, I, I got other things that I, I'm equally as committed to or dedicated to. And I, I, Christianity's it's, it's a pretty good, you know, thing that you can do on the weekends and Okay, because of that, because we have that feeling, or some people have that feeling about Christianity, they don't have to really back up and say, is this absolutely true or not? Or am I going to be completely committed to this idea or not? If you're just going to take it halfway, then that's the way you'll look at your your belief. Eh, you know, it might be right. And so therefore, we give ourselves halfway to it. Kind of works together, doesn't it? You guys have heard me say this before, but here's a quote, and, uh, and you guys, uh, I, I, it's not original with me, <laughs> but here's a quote I keep coming to my mind, all right? And that is, our commitment is in direct relation to our conviction. 
How much you believe, I'll put it like this, how much you believe it is how much you'll be committed to it. If you 100% no doubt this is the way it is, this is who God is, this is what I've given my life to, if that's the case, then you will be 100% committed to it. You give your life for it if you think it's 100% true. Everybody go with that? Because of that, don't you think we have to deal with doubts? We have to deal with, well, there's questions about this. Now, I say these things just because uh, there are so many uh, young people that go off to college and they hear opposing views to Christianity and it destroys them, spiritually speaking. It, it, it just it, it, it knocks them down and they, they don't have that belief anymore. Well, what happened? Well, one of the things I'm afraid that happened is that when they were younger, growing up in our congregation, they weren't able to say, Rick, I have a doubt about this, and I'm really struggling with this idea, and I'd like to know. I'd like to see. Would you help me understand that? Most young people, they have already, even at a young age, figured out that you don't question your belief. If you don't ever voice it, if you don't ever face it, then it will always be there. And then when you face real struggles, when you face real temptations, or when you face real uh, challenge to your faith, you'll just let it drop and let it destroy you. Deal with the doubts, okay? You ignore them, they'll go away. That's a lie. It won't happen. Deal with them. So, this morning, that's what I, I like to close out by th- talking about the idea of, of why do we have them? What's the purpose of doubts? I mean, I, they're in our lives, so what are we going to do about them? First of all, I want you to know that doubts can be used. I said they are used. Uh, I should have said they, doubts can be used by God to strengthen our faith. Would you guys agree with that? In other words, we can move through struggles and come out on the other side much stronger than we ever were. If we'll deal with our questions, if we'll talk about them, if we'll get help with them, if we'll read our Bible and study through what God says about them, if we will, just borrowing some thoughts from Paul, if we could just look at creation, how everything is put together, we can't walk away and say there's no creator. You guys agree with that? Now, some people did that, but he said they're lying to themselves. I mean, you can see God in creation. You can see God in the way things work. To not do that is to close your eyes and lie about it. That's what, just borrowing some thoughts from Paul there. The idea is, let's talk about it. Let's deal with it, right? Because doubts can be used to extremely strengthen your faith. Now, to borrow a couple of uh, uh, you guys that are into exercise and working out and that sort of thing, let's borrow a couple of examples or analogies from that, all right? If it hasn't hurt yet, it hasn't done any good yet. Oh, that just makes me want Well, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? And this is not a quote. I didn't make this up. This is what some of those uh, instructors in, in, in uh, exercising will tell you. If it hasn't hurt yet, it hasn't done any good yet. Doesn't that make you want to go out and exercise? Oh, yeah. Show me how to hurt a little more. But we understand the idea, right? If you are completely comfortable, if you're not working that, then you're not building any muscle. Nothing's happening. You're not getting any stronger, I guess we should say. Uh, in other words, things take training. It's, uh, if, if I were to tell you guys, hey, listen, yesterday I just got up and ran eight miles. All right? Never ran before. Just woke up in the morning and said, you know, I think I'll go out and run eight miles today. You, would you guys believe that? You would certainly say, I have my yeah. Yeah, I have my doubts about that, right? But if you know that 
that, uh, that I run three or four miles every day, if I said I got up and ran eight miles yesterday, you guys would say, eh, so, right? That's no big deal, you know, because you know that, that your, your body gets used to that and, and, you, and you work through the struggles and whatever it takes to get to the point where you could do something like that, right? I mean, and we'd say, oh, sure, that, that makes sense. Wouldn't it also make sense in our spiritual life that we would see these doubts or these struggles or these questions as milestones or as things that we work through or as things that we face and we see if they're real or not. And then because we could deal with that now, we can go on to something much bigger and much better. But if we always stay the same and we never deal with the questions, then family, what we're going to be is, is, you know, to use the analogy again, we're, we're going to be someone who is who's not in shape, Right? And so this morning, I'd like to encourage you, all right, when we talk about doubts is that God can use these things to help us to really grow if we'll let him work through those, right? If, if, that, if we'll face them, if we'll, we'll go through it. Okay, also I thought of, you know, we, we have to challenge the debts, or, or the doubts. We have to challenge the doubts. And do I believe it? Is it true or not? But also, I can't ignore it. Now, this morning as I close up my time, I'd just like to encourage all of us to think about our life and our commitment, our dedication, to think about our belief, right? And ask the question, do I believe it? Not just, now you guys might be thinking, well, we're just challenging if God, God exists or not. Well, it's not just that. I mean, that may be your challenge this morning, uh, that in your mind you might be doubting the, the existence of God. And if you are, deal with that also, and that's fine. You, I mean, everybody needs to deal with that question. Um, do your research. Put in your time. Study it. See if you think it's true. Find out how things work. Find out about the universe. Find out about how the human body works. Find out about the firmament. Find out about how, how, how everything is put together. In other words, put in your time. And what you're going to come away with is an answer or a commitment, I believe, of course, going back to what Paul said, I believe you'll come back to say, there is something out there. There is something besides this all happened by chance. Now, you might come up, not come away and say, oh, I believe in the God of the Bible because of that, but you will definitely come away and say, there's something else besides just happening in chance. I don't think there's any other choice. If you'll be honest with yourself and really deal with it, answer some questions, you've got to come back and say, okay, this didn't just all poof, and there it is. But let's move a little further. When it comes to the idea, okay, is the Bible true? Are the things that the Bible says really applicable in every situation in my life? Questions you need to deal with, all right? What I'm asking you to do today is do your homework. Do your research. Look at it, study it, see what it says, see if it makes sense. I don't think you can start in Genesis and read to Revelation and not say, this book is supernatural. You, got, you older guys that have read through it a lot, you agree with that? You can't read the Bible and say, oh, some people made this up. It's impossible. The things that were known Thousands of years before smart people discovered they were true were told about by our God. In other words, there are proofs in the Bible if you'll put in the time and see it for yourself and study it 
In other words, deal with your doubts, deal with your questions. You're going to come away with some answers. At least I hope you do. All right? And it may also be that you will read through your Bible and you will say about a question that you have, I don't find anything in the Bible that deals with that specifically. Okay. That could be. That could be the case, and you might, you might come away with that. But I would almost guarantee that if you'll put through the time, you will find some answers that deal with things about your question that will help you understand how God feels about it. You guys agree with that? Put in your effort. Put in your time. Do your homework. Deal with the doubts. Don't let them stay there, brother, sister. Don't let them stay there. If you let them stay, if you let the doubts there, it'll destroy you over time, all right? Or if it doesn't destroy you, it will certainly keep you in a lukewarm state in which you will, as Revelation chapter 3, Jesus looks at Laodicea and says, that is sickening to our God. You can't do that, all right? Decide. Is it true? Is it not true? If you have doubts today about any, any questions having to do with God or, or the Bible or, or what God might say in the Bible, I want to encourage you today to put forth the effort. It is eternally important. Amen? Eternally important. It's not just important now, but it's important for all eternity. What I'm saying is, this morning I encourage you all, deal, let's all deal with our doubts. Now, again, as I close up, I want to encourage you and tell you that just because you're questioning, just because there are things that go through your mind, I wonder about this, I wonder about that, does not mean that God looks at you and says, okay, you're out. He looks at you and says, that's a normal person, and I'm going to give him proofs, and I hope he puts forth the effort to see what I had to say about it. This morning, I encourage you, don't let the doubts destroy you. Let him move you forward to a deeper and even more dedicated commitment to your Lord.